How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? Well, you don't know that I'm going to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. Well, how much is you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. When the beats be very thick The hands, the feet, the brown baby treat The femmes fumble loose and drink the doodle juice The step, the flams, the planets got damn The peoples get a grip with the tape from a jam A nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk A nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk A nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk uh-huh. A nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk The big, the fat, the cool, cool cats The psychedelic soul puts the planets on the map The chic, the love, the far out name the main, why we came, the boogie gets done, the colors won't run, the funk hits the square, the kids gotta come, the pizza with the pop, the west fourth stop, the crew after crew that do the grasshop, the true cool is black, the new school is fat, the beats by the ounce, the funk by the pack, the groove is the fix, the jitterbugs fix, the hanging up the butts with the fat... Our spring train in the winter, round early December, run suicide drills over and over, with the weight of the world on my shoulder, that's why they call me Hover. I'm far from being God, but I work goddamn hard. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your hosts, Rod and Karen. And we're back for another episode, um, Sunday Night Edition. Yes, sir. Snowy Sunday Night Edition. Yeah, so for those snowed in and shut in with your in-laws and you can't get back down to your home and away from those... You know, bitches that you hate. Now you have something you can play. Are them hoes that you hate? Are those children that you want to whoop their ass right now? We are here to indulge you. Yeah, so, you know, just play this podcast for them. And uh, hopefully we get some new fans. And if not, then, you know, we can definitely tell them to back up off of you. Look, Mom, maybe she's not ready to have kids yet. And she's going to find a man when she finds a good one. And look, Dad, maybe he is going to have sex with that whore. There's nothing you can stop him from doing that. Exactly. Now just shut up and eat your damn Christmas turkey. Except your present that you probably didn't want. 
Um, <laughs> all right, man. So you can look up this podcast on Facebook, iTunes, and Podomatic. Uh, you can leave comments there. We respond back to it as much as we can. Uh, we try to interact with people on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter account names are uh, Rodimus Prime. Say that again. That as in D-A-T. And uh, also, uh, don't forget you can hit us up on the voicemail, 704-557-0186. You can email the show, theblackguywhotips at gmail.com. And uh, we we read those, and uh, don't forget also you can uh, you can definitely go to the to the uh, blog theblackguywhotips.com. Look on the right hand side. Make sure you click on the donate button. Help us be able to improve this show and bring new exciting changes coming next year. Um, you know, to to you guys, because we we definitely want to move forward and make this thing look better and get more and more professional and more and more polished. Uh, so we definitely appreciate when you guys donate. We do. Um, all right. So uh, don't forget also the official weapon of the podcast is the taser, and the unofficial sport of the podcast is. Ball. And bullet ball extreme. Yes, now, um, today's show is special because we didn't do a Saturday show because it was Christmas. Yes, it's a Christmas miracle. So today, what we're gonna do is combine our normal feedback show with just the normal show. Yes. And uh, for those of you guys that listen to the Morning Jones, then maybe you'll have some extra stuff to listen to next week, uh, just because you know they're not gonna be on. Oh, I know. I'm sad about that, but yeah. Yeah. Well, mommy, Sasha, Corey. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, they won't be on, and, uh, you know, you guys might need a little extra podcast to listen to or whatever, so maybe we'll get you through that rough time. If not, um, you know, just, and you already listened to all the shows or whatever, hey, here's just another episode for you guys, and, um... So we're going to start this off, you know, because some of you guys probably miss our feedback episodes. Yes, you do. And they um, are really great. We have great callers, great emails, and, you know, it's just an interactive show with us and the, the people that interact with y'all. So for the people that are missing out, they're actually really great shows, you guys. Yeah, and for our... Uh, for our listeners this week you know they're all on holiday and stuff so you know we didn't have a ton of feedback this week which is fine you know we didn't anticipate doing a long show no uh so let's start off with our only voicemail this week cool hi guys this is toya uh let me pause close and put my knife down i don't want to have to cut nobody over closer um some things i need to say last week and that was one of them um I'm recovering from the last seven, two hours of the morning, Jones. I think everybody enjoyed that. <laughs> hey, I am very serious about the closing. I will have to cut somebody. I'm trying to make this PG unlike the last time. <laughs> um, I will cut somebody over the closer. Uh, Spike. Um, <laughs> let's see what else. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, Rod, I got some recommendations of the shows you should watch. You know, I think these recommendations are very important. Um, <laughs> the Vampire Diaries. Um, let's see what else. Um, Psych, um, the Black Bad Girl Club. Um, oh, well, you already watched those shows. Yeah. Uh, I can't. <laughs> if I have any more recommendations, I'll tweet you about it. Uh, well, I think that's about it. You guys have a Merry Christmas and enjoy your weekend. Oh, Karen, my schedule is still the same. Bye. <laughs> oh, she got me drinking hate juice, man, because. The past few, uh, about, about a month, I've just been taking Mondays off just out the blue. I was like, hey, I'm off on Mondays, I'm off on Mondays. So she keep hitting me up, talking about, you know, she's kind of jealous, right? Mm-hmm. But man, she got me. 
Man, she got me. Her schedule's like from 8 to 12. Like Monday through like Wednesday, something like that. Then she like off on Thursday. So every time she she's get off work, she be hitting me up. Tell me I'm off. You jealous? <laughs> yes, I am jealous. And I have been drinking a lot of hate juice. And it's been easily going down. I think I'm a pro. I can take it black with no sugar, no cream now. It's tasting good to me. Uh. <laughs> well, we had... Uh, she, well, she's uh, obviously talking about uh, the segment on the Morning Jones where... Mike from Chicago yes. was trying to go real hard on her. and He uh, was not taking no for an answer. Yeah, he's trying to convert her sexuality, oh, trying to convert her sexual preference. What? And, and her partners, too. Yeah, and he was going so uh, hard, I said, man, maybe he can do it. I, I don't know. know. I was crossing my fingers. I was like, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> I, wasn't, I was on her side. I wasn't on Mike's side. I mean, it's, I, I know it's all Christmas miracles and stuff, but... You know, I'm on the side of the person that that says no. You know, if they say I, I don't, I mean, I'm not I, down. I, 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 I'm only for consensual sex. Oh, me too. I I know he's not. It's not gonna happen. But I was just hoping. I was like, he might can. It might be a glimmer of hope out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. But like he says, they into the same thing. So, uh, all right, man. Um, as far as the TV show, she recommended. Man, these these people in these fucking shows, dude. They. I know she was joking, but these these cats, man, they go hard. The, the show they were getting on me for this week, uh, I, I've never seen a Christmas story the uh, on TV. The the Christmas story or whatever, not Christmas Carol, but some show about the 1940s white people and Christmas or something. I don't know. But uh, like little boys, mama had just like a bunny rabbit or something like that. Like I don't know. I ain't never seen it. I don't know. And uh, you know, I was contemplating watching it. And when I was looking through the DVR to see if I was going to watch it, I tweeted out, oh, man, I've never seen a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. And people got violent, man. It, man, you better see that shit, motherfucker. I'll unfollow you. But kill yourself. Like, I was like, whoa, this is this the Christmas spirit? I don't think is that if that's the kind of Christmas spirit that show engenders in people. I don't think you need to I don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch it. That's not what Christmas means to me. Okay, Christmas is about sharing, it's about being nice, it's about giving and receiving presents, it's about doing for others. So when you tell me, no, I'm, you need to see this or I will stab your eyes out, I don't think that's what Santa Claus would have wanted. I, I think I'm going to just catch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the Abominable Snowman Claymation one more time. I think how, I'm going to do that. How about get up on that Grinch Stole Christmas for the 15,000 times? I would rather watch the Grinch Who Stole Christmas, even the Jim Carrey version or whatever. I would rather watch that. I, which I have not seen. Please don't shoot me, but I ain't seen that one. I will, what? I will stab you with this pen, Karen. I, don't you? I, I will rape your face. You do not miss the Christmas story. Okay? Bye, humbug. So anyway, I'm not going to see that. So I, I recorded it. And I decided I'm not going to see it ever. Until Maybe I'll try again next year. Until people can learn to be warm and learn the lesson that the people that the Grinch robbed, you know, they learned the lesson at the end of the day. Hey, yes, they did. it's not about the presence. It's not about the violence. It's about the Christmas spirit and coming together and being a unit and sharing this love and joy. And they held hands and they sang and the Grinch's heart grew three times that day. Well, that is what I need for my Twitter people. Y'all keep saying negative shit. I will never watch this movie. Alright, anyway. So we also got a couple of uh, 
emails. Cool. Uh, Ruben writes in, Hey Rod, have you heard that Charles Oakley is coming to town? Maybe we'll get to see a cage match between Oakley, Oakley and Steven Jackson. Um, yes, I have heard that. Um, everybody hit me up as soon as that happened to let me know Charles Oakley was coming to Charlotte <laughs> to be an assistant coach for the Bobcast because they know that online I had an accidental run-in with Charles Oakley a long time ago. And I guess they were just trying to uh, have my back. Okay, cool. So, you know, I appreciate everybody letting me know. Yes, thank you. Um, and uh, I think yeah. he's going to be okay. I think so okay. too, and I don't think we're gonna have to move either. We might I hope not. have to go to the games in peace. I trust Charles Oakley's word. He told me that everything was cool and it was all squashed, and I believe him. I hope this I, I isn't. Do too. I hope this is a part of his master plan. Me either. To get to Charlotte so he can kill me. <laughs> me either. Yeah, I know he likes to slap people. I mean, yeah, I got to have you around. I mean, life insurance money would be good, but I'd rather have you. Yeah, I don't need a Charles Oakley slap to the face. Um. Ah. Uh, Somebody with uh, some sort of Asian writing as their name. Wow. They wrote to us. Uh, you are, whoever you are, I can't read that. I'm so sorry. And it said, I'm glad you and your wife touched on race and sports. It's time for your own show on a major network. You guys should approach Sirius Radio. That's a hell of a compliment, Thank man. Thank you. Honestly, I, I don't know how to take that because uh, that, that just seems so much far away from where we're at right now, but... You know, anybody willing to pay me to talk this shit, holla. Yes, and we on it. Yes, yes, we on it. We've already told you that we are officially the black guy who tips on your morning drive. Yeah. Roddy Karen in the morning. I know, right? Um... Alright, so that's the emails. We also got a couple of iTunes reviews. Alright, thank and, you uh, guys. They're my favorite kind of reviews, the five star kind. The yes. only kind I like. Yes, sir. Yeah, so if you just want to give me a four star review, you're like, hey, it's okay. No, no, don't give me a review uh, at all. Uh, five stars only, please. Uh, man, I appreciate this is from the Jackal. And the title of the email, the title of the, uh, the review is Love It Guys, Thanks. Man, I appreciate the real conversations and random thoughts y'all have on the podcast. Rod, I think you might need to try some stand-up, dog. Not trying to tell you what to do, but you're quick with it, dog. And Karen, you are very supportive, intelligent, firecracker of a wife. You remind me of mine. Keep up the great work and keep it funny. Y'all really help a brother out down the road here in the A. Peace, the Jackal. Thank you. Yeah, I've never really uh, tried stand-up comedy. Uh, I have thought about it before, but uh, it seems like a lot of fucking work to be good at it. and a lot of traveling. Yeah, a lot of late nights and shit. I mean, maybe if I can make a living from it, maybe. But then, a lot of these comedians, man, they can't hold relationships uh, with their wives and shit. Like, a lot of these motherfuckers end up divorced, be on the road cheating and shit all the time, lonely as fuck. It just ain't really the life for me. And plus, them niggas is miserable. If you ever listen to a podcast that has, like, comedians on it, professional comedians, their lives do not seem fucking great to me. They have a lot of problems. I prefer <laughs> to be happy. Like, this shit, right, this form right here is perfect for me. I can be happy, hang out with my wife all the time, and everything is cool. I don't want to start hitting the road, missing, you know, birthdays and shit like that for, uh, you know, for for a career like that that I'm not really in love with. I think to be a comedian, you have to be in love with comedy. You have to be in love with the performance of it and stuff like that. And I just don't, I don't love it that much. Like, I'm not about to go up there and then wake up in the morning, do my part-time job, I mean, do my full-time job, and then get off of there 
and come do the podcast and then go do some more stand-up. Like, nah, it's not for me. And I said, you wouldn't be able to function, man. Yeah, but I do think I could do it. No, that's not to say I couldn't yeah. do it. I yeah. really think I just, I would have to want it more to do it. Yeah. But I think I could do it. Now, and, and if I could afford it, I, I would go and uh, rent out one of the um, comedy clubs. And like on a Tuesday night, invite all the family and friends. Just let you do like a, a 30-minute stand-up show just for us. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I could afford that, just just for us and, and a few of the listeners. You know, y'all keep donating, man. We might have to do that one day, right? Well, you can't the only stand-up show ever. You can't get any more five-star reviews in your friends and family. That, that's so, it. Now, I just don't. I don't want anybody heckling and booing. I just want nothing but people out that like me. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and, and at our five star comedy show, you know your mama didn't probably be so proud. We wouldn't even have a standard um with the chicken wings stuff like that. We have like you know just unshare. We have chitlins in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a chitlin circuit for real. We have to invite Christian and Sandra putting all them out there to come see us. <laughs> that would be awesome. Here's some um, chitlins and have some real chitlins if you never had them before. Yeah, we just have to make sure that certain people don't show up. I know, like, right? No, no heckling. No, no heckling. No, no heckless. We need people that just support these jokes. <laughs> um, and we got another review. Welcome to the Chitlin Circuit. Another five-star review. Thank you. As a video game podcaster, I listened to a lot of shows with just squares that had no idea of my experience. I had a hard time finding like-minded people in podcasting. When this show was suggested to me by Zabari, or Zabiri, I don't know how you pronounce it. I think it's Safari. Okay. That's the guy who has a podcast about a uh, downloadable game show, like downloadable games mm-hmm. on Xbox Live and stuff. Ooh. Um, I had no idea I would like it so much. Both Rod and Karen are fantastic hosts. Karen's accent took some getting used to. And they have a nice ah. relationship between themselves and their guests. I actually like, uh, like I now have, oh, I actually feel like I now have a podcast I can actually relate to. This show is a welcome change from what I'm used to, and I recommend it for anyone that wants to get out of the normal Square podcast they've been listening to. It has quickly become one of my favorite casts, and this is from uh, Scarfinger. You can follow him on Twitter. He's Scarfinger, mm-hmm. and he has a podcast, and I talked about it last time, Scarcasm Live. Yes. And after, oh, after I talked about it, I realized, like, I didn't really compliment the podcast. Like, I like the podcast. But the one thing that stuck out was the debate they were having at the time, time, which, you know, to me is a good thing, which means, hey, I was fucking listening, I was into it, but, uh, yeah, it's, now, you know, for people that are like, I just want to listen to it, well, check out Scarcasm Live, but make sure you check out the episodes that say, um, uh, it says something like, uh, random conversation or something like that, it doesn't say, uh, if it says, like, a specific thing, uh, like, one of them said Angel. And it turned out to be an entire podcast about a TV show slash graphic novel called uh, Angel. Okay. And it was so specific that if you weren't already into that topic, you were gonna be lost. I know I was fucking lost. I was like, that was like, they, it was just immediately bam, like in over your head. So that one I didn't really get into. But then they have other episodes called Casual Conversation. Okay. Those are the ones I listened to that I enjoyed because they were just talking about random shit and I kind of can relate to it. Okay. But it's, you know, it's still video game specific. It's still uh, sort of uh, a nuanced podcast. I don't know that everybody digs it. You know, it's very, uh, you know, it's, it can get into the minutia of uh, geekdom. You yeah, there's people out there that are into that. So yeah, so yeah, if you're a geek and you listen to this and you like that, you know, you like our show, but you're like, man, Rod, he don't get too in depth with some of this uh, video game shit and all that. 
Hey, go over to Scarcast and Wild. They they seem to be covering that shit. I'm I'm not really the one for that. But uh, thank you for that for that review, man. We really do appreciate thank it. Thank you. All right, man. So we did emails. Oh, Facebook comments, right? We gotta do Facebook. Yes, sir. Uh, we you know for those that don't know, we have a Facebook group. Just search on Facebook for the Black Guy Who Tips, and uh, our page will come up. And we try to interact with people over there. We post the episodes, and we get compliments, uh, comments, and compliments on the podcast uh, there. So uh, let's see here. We got. Um, we posted the episode Scrooge McRick. Oh, yeah. And that was the episode we did last Monday with, uh, I believe it was a Monday or Sunday. Monday. Sunday. Yeah. With uh, our boy Rick uh, underscore Mav underscore Rick uh, on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy that I know from uh, messageboardsoh.com. Um, and uh, he, he he talked about his relationships. He talked about a bunch of stuff. So, Clove responds us back. Uh, they got ninja classes in Charlotte. Shirley, pack up. We're moving to NC. <laughs> and Clove and Shirley are from a podcast called Chonilla.com. Yes. Uh, and uh, Karen was talking about ninja classes all last week on the show. So I don't yes. know where that came from. Remember what to do with the samurai sword? I know. I just oh. didn't know where you got the idea of ninja classes from, though. That's all. Uh, Lashonda says, good work on the podcast about the Prince of Toys. Yeah, time to go back to getting kids clothes. Because kids' action figures run 15 to 18 bucks a pop. Anything associated with something popular, movie, television, show, etc., is automatic 20 and up, and that's for the little rinky dink stuff. I'm so mad that I went and looked up Two Girls, One Cup after you mentioned it because I never heard of it. Now I feel like vomiting. Happy holidays. Well, happy holidays to you too, buddy. Yes, we, we do our best. May your vomit be green and red and all the Christmas colors. Aww. Yes, yes. Tinsel everywhere. Um, alright, man. So, we also, um, posted the episode, well, um, we posted Patrice's episode too. We haven't got many responses yet, but that was because we did that shit like the day before Christmas or something. Yes. Um. So I expect to get more responses on that later. Yes, sir. Um. And then we had some responses on the message board, like I said. Uh. And uh, the message board is at uh, SOHH.com. Um. And I po- used to post there back in the day. Um, so I post the shows there uh, sometimes to get a response, and uh, we got a couple responses back uh, on Rick's show. And uh, 606 on it says, Rod, you're putting SOHH out there too much. Only five minutes and 54 seconds into the show. Don't front this out to the white masses, G. Also, we should, we should. We shouldn't really rely on whites to have a black perspective. You make it sound like it's a punishment. I'd like to hear if your show took a more intelligent and progressive approach. Perhaps if it took less of a victim role and held us blacks more responsible for our own images out there, it may be more productive. Just a thought. Please don't mention me on your show. Thanks. No problem, 606 on it from SOHH.com. <laughs> um, and I, I, it's funny, though, because people hear the show, but they don't hear the show. No, they don't. Because, like, he mentioned a bunch of shit that we never said on the show. Like, no. uh, at no point did we say white people should have a black perspective on sports. No. Um, at, at no point did I hold white people uh, accountable for the entire uh, imagery of black sports, and black people in sports and things like that. No, I, I think for a lot of people, like we said before, once you start talking about black and white, a lot of people zoom out. They don't listen beyond that point. 
and they don't listen to the, the the details of hey we know it's black issues we know it's white issues but these are the issues I have with black and white not that it's right or wrong but these are some of the issues that are out there and as soon as you start talking about that people black and white start shutting down they don't they don't hear beyond right that. it's like they turn stupid because well, as soon as he heard black and white he went to well this must be what they're saying no I'm not saying announcers should have a racial perspective at all. I was actually saying the opposite of that, which is, can we either give everybody a leeway regardless of race, or can we be uh, uh, tied up assholes on everybody in, 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 in sports regardless, uh, regardless of, of race? race? I don't yeah. really give a don't fuck. Don't pick and choose. That's yeah, the, the only have. time I really am noticing this shit is when it comes to certain type of athletes. Like I gave the example, Brett Farr celebrates that's considered uh, that's considered not as offensive as uh, Terrell Owens celebrating. Mm-hmm. It's just considered two different things. So these are things that I notice when I'm just like, why don't we either let both of the guys celebrate and not act like it's a big deal? Or ban it all. Right, yeah. So uh, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. So it, it just seems like he's arguing against somebody else's show or something he heard and he didn't really listen to the show and as far as promoting SOHH or whatever that that's not promotion to it would be hey go sign up at SOHH.com here's how you get on the forums I'm not really promoting the motherfuckers I'm just mentioning where the shit happened this is where the discussion took place so you know I don't and you know honestly it really doesn't matter to me so um Mr. Hate Coffee says is that Dr. Rick Dude is trying to crazy trying to pull an eight year long distance relationship. Also, why do you pronounce S O H H letter by letter? I call this shit so as in rhymes with no. Well, the reason I don't call it so uh, instead of S O H H is because if I said so, people would think that it was spelled S O because there's already a word called so. And I want people to know what I'm talking about. So S O H H support online hip hop. That's the acronym. That's how I pronounce it. Uh, so that's why I say it, you know. Same way I don't say NCAP instead of NAACP or whatever the fuck. <laughs> 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 um, Alright, man. So, um, uh, 606 came on back and he says, uh, I never said you said anything. Now, see, that right there is the start of me losing respect for you. Because when you reply to the, to the, to the initial thing, you were definitely saying, these were things that we said on the show. I'm replying back to what we said. Now, you want to get into semantics and be like, well, I didn't say Rod said. There's two other people on the show. He said, it made it sound like doing your work is a punishment. Uh, you don't, do you, you do know that your wife and guests were also speaking, correct? I actually kind of stopped listening after the Four Loco show, but that's just me. So another one of those people that starts to, to, to ha- try to have a dialogue with you, then they're like, well, I actually don't listen to the show. Well, then don't listen. I, I don't need your opinion. Yeah. You know, like, if you don't listen, what compelled you to start typing? That's true. You know, so um, for him to say that, uh, you know, I never said you said it, but I know for a fact you and you and Rick didn't say those things either. So he's just making some shit up, and he is, he got a little hurt, you know what I'm saying? He got a little hurt because of my response, which happens a lot with these soft, bitch-ass motherfuckers on the internet. A lot of times, they get hurt because somebody called them out on their shit and just said, and I didn't call him a name, I just was like, hey, what you're doing right now is not what happened. Instead of me kissing his ass, so he got hurt and just tried to come back with some hurtful stuff. So he says, uh, my points were, stop promoting SOHH, offer intelligence to the people, look at the opportunity to represent yourself as a good thing, 
these are all things uh, that to me uh, just are non-issues offer intelligence to the people so he's trying to do the passive-aggressive your show is stupid good stop listening I, if, yeah. I don't want if what you're typing to me is your example of intelligence I miss me with this boring ass shit um it's I won't go deep because I support your endeavors but I just uh didn't like the tone which reminded me didn't say you are the masses of something similar to wine and peace the, the tone how you get a tone from the fucking what our what our type on the fucking there's no tone to hey we didn't say that if there's a tone to I didn't say that you know you might be thinking of something else there's oh I don't like the tone the tone is shut the fuck up that's the tone now so I said it's obvious you didn't really listen no one's speaking to the subject that you broached you sound misinformed as all no one said it's a bad thing for black people to want to represent themselves in the sports media. You know, I actually even said, hey, we need diverse black opinions. Yes, we do. Like, we need a Jason Whitlock as much as, who I don't really like a lot. Me we need him as much as we need a Will Bond, as much as we need a Bamani Jones, yeah. as much as we need a Michael Smith, as much as we need a Jamel Hill. Yeah, because uh, black people are just as diverse as any other group of people, but a lot of times you only hear certain perspectives. Right. The lesson that should be learned here is not, let's call Jason Whitlock with something racist happened. But let's get a perspective from any of these people, and that is just that one person's perspective. That's right. That's the real lesson here. You know, not it's not black people need to think this way, white people need to think that way. And that's why I feel like a guy like 606 on it is still stuck in that mentality of black people this, white people that. Like, nah, man, it's not, what, what we're asking for is not that. It's not just bring on the black guy, you know. Anyway, um... So I said, uh, you know, I told him, like, I also wasn't promoting SOHH, so, you know, promoting it is what I, I would consider promoting it to be way different, you know. Uh, that would be like what we did for Majin Steen, okay. when we said, hey, go to this website, yeah, get you a free t-shirt, you know what I'm saying, like, or get you a shirt, that's that's promotion. Uh, anyway, um, so so my man says, uh, I, I also put this up in the uh, Coliseum, you know, that's another place on um, SOHH where people go and talk sports and that's where I used to go and talk sports a lot. Uh, Houston 911 says this is a real good episode. Cool. KWN1980 says I didn't know Chris Tucker had a podcast. Uh, so I guess he is talking about my voice. Um... See, I, guess, I guess your voice. I guess my voice ain't the only one that got to get used to. If folks think it's sexy out there, huh? And you know this, man. Um, <laughs> Melia says, "Salute Rod and Karen and Rick." Thank you. Um, Triple H says, eight years long distance." God damn. Um, and uh, Walt Frazier says he's gonna listen to it later. And uh, so everybody seemed to uh, enjoy the show, man. That that's what's up, man. That's what's that up. That is. All right, man. So that that pretty much makes up the whole feedback show that we would have been doing today. Yeah. So we got that done and out the way. Um, we got some Karen random thoughts coming up, and uh, then we got some articles to do. Cool. Um, I had one more thing to say. Somebody on Twitter today asked me, should they get Call of Duty Black Ops? Mm-hmm. It sold a billion dollars. Yeah, it made a billion dollars. Yes. Am I really the one guy that's gonna put you over the edge to tell you to buy it today or not? You, you gonna buy it or not? I'm yeah. Sorry. And I don't know why you haven't bought it yet. Maybe you're really picky. That's you know. True. So I'm not gonna be responsible for your opinion. I want you to man up 
and make your own decision. I believe in you. I trust in you. I think you're going to make the right decision for yourself, whether you get it or you don't get it. But it's up to you, man. I'm not going to be the one to say, go get this game. That's all you, buddy. All right? You got it. I might love the game. I might hate the game. But if I hate it, I don't think I'll spend so much time playing and tweeting about it. That's true now. I don't think I would do that. I'm just a hint, hint. All right? I'm just trying to help. All right, Karen. The show's yours. Oh, I'm going to do some of my random thoughts and... I know I hadn't done some in a while, so I just got a lot of things together. And while you was talking, you was making me think about some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas Eve, we went to go see my cousin Layla. Niece. Uh, my cousin Layla. My niece Layla, I'm sorry. And uh, she's five. And we don't have kids. So I completely understand why parents stay up around Christmas time to put kids toys together. Kids will annoy the shit out of you about, is it done yet? Oh, yeah. Man... I was trying to put some Zoodoo pets together that had pictures and bad instructions. And she could, is it done? I was like, no. Then she wanted to take the pieces and run off. Well, I was like, hey, you can't take that. You know, I was like, oh, come on. So it took like extra long. I love her to death, though. But then I was like, damn, no wonder why parents stay up till 6 a.m. putting shit together. Because it's easier to do it like that. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I mean, the thing is, like, all those toys come with instructions and the box for the Zuzu pet thing we bought, which was the ballroom, um, was so misleading. Yes, because it was. Because the picture on the front of the box is like a picture of an entire castle and everything. Yes. But then when you look at the description and when you look at the back, it's like, this part is just the ballroom. And you're thinking like, oh, it's probably the whole thing because it's like $20 or something. Yes. And how much could a fucking toy be is what you're thinking. Yes. <laughs> and so we get it and it turns out that it's the like just the smallest room of the castle. Yes, it is. Then on top of that, them shits didn't come with the Zuzu pets. Yeah, the Zuzu pets weren't included, so we had to buy Zuzu pets. And it was cool. You hook them up, you, you hit the button, they start dancing around a little bit and shit like that. But it, it was very fucking weird uh, to see this, uh, you know, to see how they got to get you. You know, it's like, yes. all right, $20 on this, $7 on the Zuzu pet, $7 on another Zuzu pet. All right, now you have a fucking $34 purchase. <laughs> yes. And not only that, your $34 purchase is the smallest of the ballrooms that can connect to the castle, which is an additional $50, plus you got to buy two more Zuzu pets for that shit. Right, yeah. <laughs> Did you want the horse and carriage for your Zuzu yes, pets? Yes, this, this is their false advertising. That's like going to McDonald's, and McDonald's have a picture of a combo, but they're like, hey, hey, hey. The bag is extra. <laughs> I was like, shit, I didn't know this. Yeah. I got to pay an extra 20 cent just to carry my purchase? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I understand my parents split the food and buy stuff on sale. That's expensive. I agree, man. Oh, I my goodness. Yes, I understand that. God bless you, parents. God bless you, parents. God bless you again. <laughs> uh, my next topic is uh, we right some of Black Ops. Well, this morning, I caught myself trying to do Black Ops because Roger's been playing for a while so I got on I started playing and so I've been playing for a while and like Roger said I've been playing for a few hours and I hadn't killed nobody yeah and you know what's weird about video games is uh, they make the difficulty really easy but um, you know they should have training levels and stuff like that to start off the game and when I was looking at, I wouldn't play it too the, through the campaign. They don't really have any training. No, they just expect you to know exactly how to do it. Yeah. Um, and they make it so easy on certain levels 
that you can put the the difficulty down so far that Karen was actually playing through a level and not killing anybody. Mm-mm. I was like, what kind of fucking war is this? <laughs> go hide behind the tree. We got it. Like, damn. Yes, it was the uh, the, uh, the the straight story mode, but like you said, it was a dumbed down version. And so it would tell me what to do, but I literally didn't kill nobody, and I kept dying and killing the mission, and we weren't going no damn well. Yeah, it's like, run here, move out the way of this car. And it's still like, hey, okay, you got to shoot somebody at some point, you know? Yes, and it took me forever to learn how to shoot. I was playing, I was like, damn it, how do you shoot? Because like I said, I'm oblivious to one-person to one person player games. And so I didn't realize I had to use the first person first shooter person shoot game. So I didn't realize one person I had, player. <laughs> I didn't realize I had to use the whole controller. R-T-L-T, R-B-L-B. I didn't realize this. So I was like throwing grenades. And it was like, oh, how did I throw that grenade out there? I was getting blown up by grenades because it didn't tell me that the little icon meant grenade was to the left. So I kept dying. Yeah, it was not, yeah. Yeah, I threw, uh, I would, uh, Karen got up at like 3 in the fucking morning and was playing video games for like 5 hours and didn't kill nobody till I came down there and showed her how. Uh, and uh, Ty Diamond was on the headset, I guess, trying to tell her how to do it or whatever. I guess Ty Diamond don't know what he's doing either because she still wasn't killing nobody. She was terrible, Ty. <laughs> Terrible advice. <laughs> All right, go. What's the next thing? Oh, yes, and uh, Roger goes laughing at me because when I kept shooting people, I was shooting people like in the foot, and they were blasting me in the head. Yeah, I, I got it. it's like walking and chewing gum. I I don't know how you guys do it. I'm gonna get better though. I'm become a proficient killer. Well, I gave her the old Call of Duty for her Xbox and said, "You fuck around with this. I'm not spending sixty dollars on the new shit until she shows some improvement or something. Not wasting my money. I don't blame you." My next random topic is this. I hate when kids move slow on the bus. And the reason why I say this is because it's nothing. I passed three school buses on my way to my work in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I had to change my hours. I go in at 7 now. Before them bitches is up and functioning. <laughs> because when I had to be to work at 7, 30, 8 o'clock, buses were stopping on the left. They were stopping on the right. These kids are sleepy as hell. And they're moving like grandmas and grandpas. I want to take my car, run the motherfuckers over, and say, get your ass on the bus. I got to make it to work in 15 minutes. Exactly. I hate kids. They are bitches. And they are, you know, you need to run them over in the morning sometimes, Karen. I agree wholeheartedly. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. If I didn't get, what, what, two points against my license, I wouldn't mind doing that. Yep. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind the school buses. I mean... I, the, the thing that bothers me isn't the bus, it's the how people react to the bus. Because yeah. the way I see it is when that light is blinking yellow, you can still go. Yes, you can. I don't can. like the motherfuckers that's like, oh, it's yellow, let me just stop. And it's been yellow for five minutes and now traffic's backed up for six miles because your dumb ass oh, didn't want to go, go past. Just drive a little slower and go past. That's, that's all. Right. That's right. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. And my job has a Facebook website now. And they had the nerves to send out a massive email talking about, hey, we got a Facebook. Promote our Facebook. Hell no. You will not be monitoring me, job. Yeah. You yeah. will not be, you know, you will not be following my Facebook's posts when I should be working. Hell no. I will not be your friend. Yeah, exactly. Then they're going to want to look up, uh, you know, your pictures, look up pictures and stuff right. like that. Like, well, Karen, uh, you didn't come in on Wednesday and the pictures you posted on Tuesday have you looking drunk as hell. You know? Yes. No, thank you. I need my job. Is this your status update that says just drank a full bottle of wine? Why are you? <laughs> is this why you came in late on Thursday? 
Yes. Are you the co-host of the Black Guy Who Tips? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think we think that that's you. We we actually heard an episode or two. Yeah. Um, and, and you don't like us very much. Yes. Yes. You talk about us all the time. You complain about your coworkers. You don't seem happy there at all. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I would like to keep my job. So I don't know for those of you that's out there. Don't befriend your company's Facebook page. Don't be that stupid. I don't understand why people have in their Facebook page uh, description. Sometimes they'll have where they work. Like, hey, I work at Bank of America. Like, wow. Do you really think Bank of America should be associated with you smoking salvia and posting the video? Yes, should that be on there? And you posting your breasts across the screen. Yeah, no. That should well, I, haven't, I need to get some of them Facebook friends in. I haven't seen uh, titties. Oh. I must be hanging with the wrong crew. I think you can't put that on Facebook. Oh, I'm sorry. Folks don't have photos of like bikini tops and all that stuff. I mean, they ain't Yeah, well, I would want to be associated with that. Shit. Holla at me, ladies. The Blackout Tips. Look us up on Facebook. <laughs> My next random thought is this. Why do people uh, spray themselves with cologne and perfume that only they think smells good? Mm, and everybody yes. else hates the smell of that shit? Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because it's this dude, oh my gosh, his cologne smells like he set a bag of hot shit on fire every time he sprays it. It's oh, like, I think I got that cologne. Uh, it's Liver Mush by Calvin Klein. Oh, yes. Liver Mush by Calvin Klein is my favorite cologne. I, I like the smell of it. You get dogs to bark. That's when you know you got a good cologne. When dogs can bark and cats come on your porch, start meowing. <laughs> and they start hunting you down and peeing on you. Mm-hmm. That's when you know it's official. You always talking about peeing on somebody, Karen. Uh, might get that looked into. I, I don't know. We might, I might need to get with Will. You know, he down with the R. Kelly and the peeing on the kids. Not in this house. <laughs> yes, I do not support peeing on people. Only Will does. Only Will. Mm-hmm. My next random thought is that I've been having issues with old man penis again. Um, I don't care too much for it. It started like well, like two weeks ago at the Y. I was like walking around a track at the Y, and you know doing my exercises. And this dude was over there punching a punching bag, and no, no boxing bag. And I kept realizing that you got it right, punching bag. Oh, punching bag. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I kept realizing when I passed him, the punches would stop, and then they would restart again. And after every time I passed him, it was the same thing. He needed a break. He needed to catch his breath. Oh yeah, he need to catch his breath all right. Uh-huh. He need to catch his breath long enough to see the girls jog by. Cause I was walking, you know, at a pace, but some girls was like jogging, and they were overlapping me. So I let them go up. When they went by, he was like, "Stop, watch them go all the way around the curve, and then get started back again." Damn. And I told Roger, I said, "I'm gonna go downstairs." But excuse me, if I beat the hell out of this man, and the AARP come and rest me because he don't know how to keep his. Uh, Penis on that punching bag and off the girl's hips. Sound like you hate me. I'm hate. <laughs> I mean, man, can't, he can't even get his look on while he working now. He's gonna die soon anyway. He's just trying to go in there and work out and see a little bit of ass. And he come hating on him, trying to stop everything. Okay, I want well as long as he don't put his hands on me, I guess I can deal with that. And then I had another incident while I went to McDonald's and I was enjoying my food. And uh, the dude was at the register, and I don't think he could order. I do not know what it is about me, but the old men, I don't want none. Keep it to yourself. Did you uh, go inside McDonald's? Yes. That's problem number one. What you doing inside of McDonald's? 
Nothing good happens inside McDonald's anymore. If it ain't in the drive-thru, I don't go in for nothing. <laughs> I wait in a 30-minute line in the drive-thru before I go inside of McDonald's. And this McDonald's is slow as hell, so that's why I end up going inside. Inside, let me And then you have to deal with the kind of people that go inside McDonald's. <sighs> that that's 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 your fault. Again, this is this is not these old men's fault. When you old, you dying. You just want to take in as many sites as you can before you out of here. And if you can only afford the 99 cent breakfast menu at McDonald's, then some young lady gets in front of you, of course you're going to check her out. That's, I don't understand. Okay, all start, right. You got to start watching yourself. Okay, I guess I'll get, leave the old man alone. Then let them let take a little peek. That's fine. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't touch me. You touch me, we got issues, old man. Just to let you know, I will pull hot grits on your ass. You bring come a little closer. <laughs> So I'm just letting you know, you can peek and look, you can take a picture if you want, but just don't touch me. Um, I hate it when uh, people ask me, like, you know, Christmas is over, but I hate it when people ask me, just out the blue, you know, what you buy, Roger, for Christmas? And I'm like, nothing. And they always look at me like I robbed them or shot that fucking kid. Why? It must be the people that watch the Christmas story. <laughs> I think it's just them same group of people. Wow, why do people look at me like I had wronged my husbands to death when we I said we don't exchange gifts. Wait a minute. You didn't give me nothing for Christmas? Nope. What the hell? I ain't you a day late. You a day late. Son. I want a divorce. I want a div- I'm out of here. This is bullshit. I watched the Christmas story. <laughs> and now I realize that Christmas is all about getting gifts and being an asshole to people. I want my gifts, Karen. You got till the end of the day. You got three hours to bring something in this house. No, it's snow outside. I'm well, you got three hours. So this will be the last. It'll be just the black guy who tips. Well, I won't have to change the name of the show. That's the good news. Ah. Well, it'll just be me. <laughs> the bad news just be you. Mm-hmm. My next random thought is I'm tired of the robots that do the admissions on Twitter. Um, because they always give ridiculous stuff. And oh, they do that. The mentions. Yes. Oh, okay. it's, it's, it's like you might, I might say, I like, uh, let's say Sims 3 on Xbox. It's like, hey, if you like Sims 3, you can try Sims 45. You're like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. Where did you come from? You're not my friend. Is that how all the bots sound to you in your head? Yes. The- if you like Sims 3. Yes, they sound like the promos, the midnight promos that come on. Well, I talk about a lot of different stuff, so I get a lot of uh, other kind of bots. Uh, I get a lot of bots that are like into woman-on-woman domination. Yes! Yeah. Oh, you get those too? Yes. What kind of stuff you been talking about? I don't know, but it's something that prompts them, and they'll be like, hey, would you like to know how to get your baby mama's daddy drunk, or would you like to know how to break into your own house? I know how. <laughs> and you're like, come on, people. How, how did you get this detail about my personal life? You must be putting too much on the internet. Uh, I guess so. How they know you got a baby daddy, baby mama, or whatever? I don't know how they know this either, but apparently he must be out there somewhere. <laughs> I'm sorry, Roger. I have another family that I didn't tell you about. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. You didn't give me nothing for Christmas. What am I supposed to expect? I just love this marriage. <laughs> For the same thing here. Mm-hmm. Well, we're mutual, ain't we? No, just go to the next point. <laughs> Number seven, and maybe this is just a woman's issue, but I hate certain cotton drawers. Um, certain what? Cotton drawers okay. or underwear that women wear. Mm-hmm. 
because sometimes they crawl up your butt and for a long time I used to accuse Roderick of making it do that because I would just wake up and my drawers would be on my butt and then I realized that it wasn't him it was the underwear no that's why them old men be looking at you they be trying to help you out hey you got your drawers in your butt it's not on purpose they just crawl up there on their own I don't know this is my favorite kind of underwear <laughs> stay doing what I want to do <laughs> and then he takes a field, but it's, he don't have to have a lot of work because they're already out. And it's not on purpose. Mm-hmm. I know you do like them kind of. Yep. <laughs> and something I started on Twitter, which I really love. And for those of you out there, shout outs to you. Shout outs to the people who tell me when they're taking a nap. I love it. I promote nap time and I push nap time. More people need to take naps. So I, I, I will give you standing ovations. Then out of that, I will send you the official uh, pillow and blanket of the Nap Club that I've started on Twitter. You know, <laughs> there are already a few out there. Um, just so that you know, um, I'm the one to hit up when it's nap time, you know. Yeah, y'all hit Karen up with that shit. Y'all can miss me with the nap time, niggas. I don't need a whole bunch. Of, I'm taking a nap. I, I, I already unfollow people that say shit like driving to the store. So, taking a nap ain't gonna do nothing but get you unfollowed on my page, so. No, and, and, and it's not taking any type of nap. It's taking, I'm taking a fantastic nap. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a life-altering nap. I don't care what sort of fucking description you put before your nap. <laughs> There's no adjective you can put before your nap that will make me keep following you. Send no. that shit to Karen. Yes, but these are people that I'm already following. Um, okay, hey, I'm not, this is your yes, Twitter account. Yes, this is my Twitter account. You do account. what you want to with your Twitter account. I'm warning these niggas. You send me, I'm taking an excruciating nap, I'm going to delete your shit. Alright? You've been warned. <laughs> and my next topic, the, you know, the NFL canceled the football game tonight, right? Yep. Because of the snow. And my thing is that uh, they want to have the Super Bowl like in the next few years in New York. And don't they know this nigga get like 100 feet of snow at the drop of a hat? That is a great point. That is a really good point. Yeah, but, but you cancel one for the twenty inches. Yeah, what would you do if it snowed like this on the Super Bowl uh, game? Do you move the game two days because it's much advertising? And I think they would just go ahead and play the game, even if fans couldn't get there, even if it wasn't safe to travel. I think they would just play the fucking game. That's why I do not understand why they cancel this game as much I mean, as much as they. Push and promote playing these old games, showing you the 50 feet of snow and how tough these niggas was. They get a few inches. No, we can't have the game. Well, supposedly they said they canceled it because the travel for the fans was messed up. The actual conditions of the field they could have played. But they said, hey, we don't think the fans should be out here risking life and limb to come watch a football game in this blizzard and uh, whatever, you know. That's supposedly why they canceled it. Either way... It does beg the question, if this was the Super Bowl, would that happen? And I've got to say no. I say they would. the money would speak. And, you know, Coke's not going to fucking play their ad for an audience that's not there. That's true. Or empty stadium. Right. You know, and on top of that, they would. Well, I think they do it with an empty stadium oh, in yeah, the Super Bowl. Th- and that's true. I think they would, too, because you're going to have millions of people watching, millions of people viewing. Right. It's the TV audience thereafter. Yes. And my thing is that I don't understand why you would cancel the game. That, and this is like the last. This would be like the last game of the season, basically. Yep. You push it two nights away. And it's very, very confusing to me because don't they know that old white people use the Super Bowl party to look at young, fine, white things? 
And they picked the music. Don't can't you tell that by the halftime show? <laughs> and nobody sent Roger Goodell this email that these old white men with their arthritis want to watch the pretty girls <laughs> in the warm weather. He ain't learned that by now. Uh yeah, I don't know what's up with the Super Bowl stuff, man. I just I think there's a lot of business people that go there and shit like that, and there's corporate scheduling. So I just don't think it would happen. Uh, there would be a scenario. Where weather would stop the Super Bowl. And on none of that, keep it where it's warm. Yeah, I, I agree. don't give a damn about having it in cold weather places. It's cold for a damn reason. Yeah. Keep it warm and sunny. I wonder if they would just, well, you couldn't even just move it because, you know, people have reserved hotel rooms and things like that. For so. years in advance sometimes. Yeah, that's a great point, Karen. You're right. Yeah, like, I don't understand that. And yesterday, these a few things about uh, yesterday at the uh, Christmas uh, party we had over Roger's aunt's house. Have you ever seen a kid so scared of getting the ass whooping? It made your heart jump. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Because yesterday, this is a kid I felt so bad for. She Now, what she did was wrong. She got pissed. Because they wouldn't share something with her. She started spitting on everybody. She was wrong. Okay. But man, one of Roger's uncle stood up. It was like, girl, you spitting on people? I was like, oh, oh, oh girl, run, run. You better get your ass beat. <laughs> Not me. I was like, get up. You don't spit on people. You're messing up my legacy, my name. <laughs> yes. Now, she was wrong. You take that whooping. She deserved that ass whooping. Yes, she did. Yep. But, but man, I felt bad for her. I, I really did. Spitting on people. What's wrong with you? Yeah, now she deserved she that deserved ass whooping. whooping. She did now. She did. But I, I was scared for her because I, I knew she That's was. what ass whooping was for. You didn't you weren't scared for her. You had an ass whooping flashback. I think I did. That's why they work so good. Because you can be 32 and be like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, like I'm belt. I know, like I'm gonna get my ass whooped. No, don't hit me. Yeah, I still oh. have a problem shopping in the belt section of the store. I ah. like, oh, flashback. I remember this one. <laughs> Hearing that leather strap. Mm-hmm. Go together. Yeah. yeah. Can I interest you in a leather belt? No. Plastic no. only, please. <laughs> you have everything lighter than softer than this. You got some cotton belts. <laughs> I want something that don't hurt at all. At all. Then I start crying in the dressing room. <laughs> oh, poor thing. I had to console him, y'all. I, it, it, we we gonna work. We gonna work through this issue. And something else. Uh, why do Black Christmas parties music be all over the place? Am I the only one who ever realized this? I was sitting there last night and we went from Let's Get It On where Roger's grandma got up and did a one-woman sex show. I love her, but she was she was getting she at was it. Getting. She was getting at it to I'm in love with a stripper where I thought the stripper poles was going to come out the ceiling. We yeah. went from one extreme to the other extreme and damn it with no Merry Christmas and none of this music. <laughs> was I the only one that was confused yesterday? Uh, it's always um, it's always a nigga that's got to take over the music at every party. Like, And that's the thing, man. Like, I'm not really into uh, that kind of party. I'm more into a laid back conversation maybe you know watch a game in the background or something like that like that's the kind of shit i do uh it's one of the reasons i like sports bars um and not really the new fangled up like sparkly sports bars but some of the old school laid back music and smoking them types of sports bars Mm -hmm. you know i like conversation um 
And but it's always a nigga that it never fails at every get together, family get together. That immediately hits the, the fucking jukebox. It's like bam, turn everything up. Everybody shut the fuck up and listen to the shit that I like to play. And you know they trying to get everybody dancing and stuff. And that's cool, but that's typically the time that I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. Yes. And it's when we was watching the game, and you was like, nigga, for real, you see eight us in here sit down watching the NBA game, and here you go pushing play and turn that shit up like we not in here. Yeah. Do any of us look into? Interested in your music? Yeah, but so two people can dance, man. But it was just funny though, cause that, that's every party. It's not, you know, yes. like, it was my cousin that time. But every party I go to, man, it's always somebody that's like that, and you know, and that party, that person's there to have a good time and shit. So it's it's not like they're not. There's some people that do want to get up and they just came to dance. Yes, but uh, but it's just hilarious to yeah, me. Yeah, it's just always funny though, cause it's like you got to make that choice. You have to be the one that's like, all right, fuck it, party's on. It's time to get the mixtape out. It's on now. Party instrumentals number seven. I know. Hit play. I know. It's about to go down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they. Oh, I love it. And the last thing, and this was the most funniest part of the night. Roger's right. Little kids can't keep secrets. Cause I have no idea how old this little kid was, but he was like dating age. What, 14, 15? I don't, even, he, I don't think he was quite 16 yet. Because when you turn 16, you begin to learn how to keep secrets a little bit better. Right. Um, And he was talking to one of Roger's uncles. But instead of like, say, hey, bro, come here. Let's let's talk about my personal issues over here in the corner. He talked out loud to him. Like, they was on having a one-on-one conversation. Like, none of us was sitting around. Mm-hmm. And, and I listened. So, I was trying my best to keep my face straight. And so he was saying that he got these two girls, right? Because I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you the story. Like he was like, he was well, like, no, he didn't tell us he had two girls at first. He just said, "What am I supposed to do with my girlfriend?" That's that story. This girl that I'm talking to comes to my school next year. Yeah. He said he didn't say his girlfriend. He said this girl that uh, she would say she was they, they friends. He might she might say that she's his girlfriend. Yes. So he was trying to be pimpish. Yeah, trying to be pimpish. And so while he was trying to be pimpish, she started talking about another girl who kind of liked him. That's already there. Yeah. But she won't break up with her boyfriend now. No. So that's why they they not together. That's right. You know. And I understand because as a young pimpish nigga myself, back in those days, I used to have the same issues, man. <laughs> you know, and I tried to get ready to tell him, but I didn't want to tell him in front of everybody, man. But... You know, the first thing, look, any kid out here listening and you got, you know, a couple chicks and you're wondering, what what should I do? What should I do? Okay. And you listen to the show, so you, you want to get advice and you know that somebody like me has probably been in your shoes multiple times over the years. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So look, what you do is you sit both of them down together at a table and you say, bitches, listen. Okay. Uh-huh. A man is talking. And you, you put some bass in your voice. A man is talking like that. And you say, listen, bitches, chill. Now I'm going to be dating both of y'all. And I'm definitely going to be having sex with at least one of y'all. All the time. Now y'all need to learn to be friends with each other and be cool with each other. But if not, you take it up with that other bitch, not me. I have nothing to do with this. And then you just walk away. And that's that's how I did it. That's how, And it worked. That's how you every time it worked. Every time. Like a charm. I didn't want to tell you the secret in front of everybody at the party because, you know, we had aunts there and stuff. Ah. But if you listen to this, now you know. The latest information on to the crew, man. You just tell them, bitches be cool. I don't play that. Yeah, and uh, 
the little kid, he need to say it with his chest, because I'm pretty sure he had no chest hair. Mm-hmm. So he need to get strong, say it with his chest. And the funny part about the whole conversation is that he said one of the girls, he was like, yeah, she's a big L. And somebody, someone, one of your aunts said, no, I think, I think his mom asked, what's the L? Mm-hmm. And I looked, and I, I said that. He said, oh, she's a lesbian. Yeah, that just means she's into what you into. And Never give up hope, brother. Merry Christmas. And the look on her face was priceless. She looked like she's a who? Huh? That's what? right. They coming out earlier and earlier these days. I, 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 I cleared. I did everything to keep my face straight. Well, he's going to be a young Mike because he's already trying to turn him in junior high school. Yes, he is. Only thing he was missing was his uh, was his pearl. Since he feeling kind of pearly. Suit. He was pearly. He was feeling pearly. <laughs> pearly. Yeah, suit. That's the only thing he was missing at the party. All right, man. So you that's we uh, got those out of the way. Yes, done with the did. Random thoughts. Yes. All right, let's do some articles and then we're going to be done with the show. Cool. Alright, man. So, apparently, our sources have reported that Nene, Leaks, and Tyler Perry shut down Louis Vuitton store on Linux. Side note, did you buy me something? I don't know why they put shit like that in, uh, you know, articles. Anyway, my sources stated... No, didn't. Gossip articles have to be, like, the least... They have the least rules of any type of article, right? Oh, yeah, they have no ver. You know, no, you don't have to verify nothing. Just put shit out there. Yeah, well, not just not not even just the source part, but just the actual technical writing. Like oh, that, they like write- it's like it's written by a schizophrenic. It's like Wendy Williams wrote all these fucking articles. It's uh, like stick to a fucking subject. You were telling me about Tyler Perry and Nene Leaks, and by the end, is you know, did you buy me something? Oh, and you know what? Her corduroy coat probably needs. Da, da, da. I'm like, hey, 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 what the fuck happened? <laughs> Who, what, when, where, why, how? Yeah, people forget about that rule nowadays. My sources stated, um, see, look, quote, my sources stated, parentheses, who were at work at the time, close parentheses, see, I don't need that. No, I uh, don't. What the fuck? Anyway, Nene looked so happy with Tyler. They even said Tyler and Nene laughed and joked throughout the shopping excursion at several stores. I reached out to Nene's camp. <laughs> Nene has a camp. A camp? Word. Yeah. And I did not get a response. And I reached out to Tyler's camp. And no one confirmed or denied. But they did say he is living life to the fullest. More to come. So, one, I don't believe that they were dating. If anything, no. this nigga just met up with another woman to go shopping. Because yeah. he is probably a homosexual. And they shop at the same place. That's all. Hey. That's all. Leave the man alone. We all know he gay. He dress up as a woman every day. Don't think you can get any more out of the closet than that. <laughs> if you pull a point of gun at an officer, we are going to shoot you. Orlando Police Department chief says. The Orlando Police Department's year-end review of success and challenges came with a warning from Chief Val Demings for potential cop killers. The Orlando Police Department's year-end review... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. If you pull a gun... I don't know why they... Uh, why did they repeat the same... Sitting twice at the uh, start of the article. I have no idea. If you pull a gun or point a gun at an Orlando police officer, we are going to shoot you, Chief Val Demings said during a 90 minute roundtable discussion this morning. Uh, we ain't talking to your ass. You put out a gun, nigga, we shoot. Yeah. I mean, I'm not blaming them. Officers, officers have used deadly force seven times this year, the highest number of officer involved shootings in the past decade, according to department statistics. The most recent officer involved shooting occurred this weekend when a fleeing suspect was accused the point of gun at two officers during a traffic stop. Wow. Um, it's always funny when they're like, uh, officer involved shooting. 
you just say that when he shot the person, right? It's not like if the officer was shot at, it's an officer involved shooting, right? No. Anyway, it's Mar- a criminal involved shooting. Then <laughs> Marvin Ellison, twenty seven, was stuck with uh, was struck with the officer's gunfire and was hospitalized. We are uh, the thin blue line that stands between the innocent and the tragedy. Deming said, "If police have to fire, we know all hell has broken loose." Uh, Deming's uh, accompanied by Major Mayor Buddy Dyer said the department has celebrated much success over the last year. The department has seen an overall 12% reduction in violent crime, including a double-digit decrease in homicides, robberies, and aggravated assaults. They own it. I wonder if that counts uh, the police uh, shootings and stuff like that. Do those count on crime statistics? They're probably separate. Oh, okay. Demons said Demons at her command staff identified several challenges the department faced, including coping with budget cuts, decreasing sexual assaults, and shutting down pill mills. I'm extremely proud of the Orlando Police Department and our chief. Uh, Dyer said, this is a good end of the year report. Although Demings has seen much success, now is not the time to take a break. Now is when the hard work begins. We want to further reduce violent crime and will remain focused on what, oh, we're focused on that for a third year in a row. Um, next year, Orlando police will work on reducing violent crime, removing illegal guns from the streets, training officers further, working on building a strong relationship with the community, and focusing on te- technology advancements. So, what I like about this is, it's the exact, you know, people that are like, Rod, you're tough on crime. You're tough on crime. This is the difference between the taser and the gun, is all I'm saying. Yeah. The gun kills people. Yes, they do. If they would have been tasing people, more people might be alive or whatever. Yes, sir. But the gun does work. You know what I'm saying? It works well. Like, it's something about knowing that the cop will not hesitate to shoot your ass that will cause you to calm down. What? That, that's why all them statistics went down. Like, oh, oh, nigga, y'all shoot. No, no. Yes. I yeah. They shooting for real now. It's yes, not tagged. These, these are real bullets. <laughs> Syracuse woman files federal lawsuit over use of taser on son at Fowler High School. A Syracuse woman uh, today filed a federal lawsuit challenging the police of use of tasers in the city schools. Sheila Weatherspoon uh, claims her 15-year-old son was recklessly injured when police used a taser on him and handcuffed him while breaking up a fight between two female students at Fowler High School, September 28, 2009. The police officer's actions were an unfortunate, unfortunate but inevitable result of the city of Syracuse's policies and practices governing the develop uh, deployment of armed police officers in Syracuse public schools. Which were designed to govern police activity on the streets of Syracuse, not the hallways or playgrounds of its schools. Uh, Weatherspoon claimed in a lawsuit filed on her behalf by New York City Liberal, Lib- Liberties Unit. More like Liberals Unit, am I right, conservatives? High five. Uh, they probably don't even listen to this anymore. Uh, Syracuse Police uh-huh. Officer James Stone, a school resource officer, fired the taser at a girl he determined to be the main combatant in the second of two fights that broke out as school let out that afternoon. Authorities said the taser missed the girl, but one of the probes struck the male she was throwing punches at. The following day, the police and school officials defended the officers used of the taser to try to stop an assault. Um, so so, so he a, took them both down. No, he missed the girl and shot the boy she was fighting. Oh. And tased him. And then that's why the, the boy's mom suing the school. Okay. Um, here's the thing, man. What the fuck do they think 
the alternative to a taser. That's the only thing I want to know is when these people are like, oh, they should do this, they should do that. Your little badass boy, unruly fucking kids are in there fighting. They don't respect you and your little punk ass discipline that says, let me go sue the school because you got hit with a taser. Like, they don't respect you. So they're not going to come to school and respect the teacher. They're not even going to respect the fucking law enforcement because they know the law enforcement can't do shit if you don't let them tase them or touch them or shoot them or whatever the fuck. I don't know if that's a a culture thing because... We don't have no kids, but my baby come home talking about I've been tasered, and I know that your ass was at fault. Yeah, you were in that fighting too. Uh, what? I'm like, damn it, they should have tased you twice. Yeah, and I mean, and the thing that's funny is like, okay, so you take away, because your kid got zapped. Your, your thing isn't, well, just pay me because my kid got zapped. Your thing is take away all tasers from the cops. No, then well, what the fuck do you think they whooping ass and, and beating up everybody, and then you be like, well, somebody need to stop them. What other alternatives are there? Well, the the other alternative is you go over there, and you cock a little fucking kid in the mouth, or you hit him yeah. with your baton, or you fucking pepper spray him in the face. Like these are all things to me that are worse than being tased. Yeah, because at least with taser, all activities cease and desist. Yeah, you can't have kids, you can't have cops in there billy clubbing, clubbing, billy clubbing the kids down to the ground. You can't have them putting knees in the back of these kids. Yeah. So, so the taser is probably the most humane thing you can do to these little motherfuckers and say, calm down. Because any other alternative is going to be him coming home with a black eye looking worse than whatever the fucking taser would have done. Yeah, and the thing about the taser, the taser would make the fight stop. And when the fuck did handcuffing somebody become part of the assault? Like, they always mention that he was tased and then handcuffed. Well, what the fuck do you think happens after they tase you and immobilize you? Oh yeah, you. He was tasing him, and then he was lightly patted on the head and sent off to class. Ah, you were fucking up. You were fighting. Yeah, you got him. And you were fighting a girl. Yeah, so I don't know, man. It's just I'm, and I guarantee you, after this motherfucker got tased, you see her. Nobody else had to get tased, right? What? No, because everybody calms the fuck down. You yeah. tased? Oh, they tased the niggas. Oh, the they, end. That's right. They went from two fights to zero. Yeah, apparently the police are tasing today. This is the end yes. of this fight. Yes. So, anyway, man, this I'm not reading the rest of this. Just stop being a bitch, and your kids won't be bitches, and they won't need to get tased. Yes, yeah, support the black guy who tips tasing right on school system. New Zealand brothel for female clients advertises for male employees. A New Zealand brothel uh, brothel for women run <laughs> for, for women run by women is advertising for male prostitutes to work at the first, world's first legal bordello at a rate of U.S. dollars $176 an hour. Woo-hoo. I think I would be a prostitute for that. Woo, that, for that women. That's good money. Mm-hmm, that's a lot of money. Uh, do you get now? Do you have to work forty hour days? So I don't know I don't if I can know. do so eight I hours a day. Have to file taxes on that. Yeah, I, and, I, I don't and, know. And, and, I, and I wonder how they divide it up. Is it that's a flat rate, or does that depend on if you're doing blowjob, if you're doing you know? Well, it's men on women, so I don't know what the blowjob would be exactly. Oh, okay. I mean, if they was just eating a chick out or something. Yeah, so I was wondering, is that like a flat rate, or does it depend on what you perform? I don't know. I mean, you got to figure whatever you're getting. The brothel's getting more than that. Yeah, now I mean, that's true. So they might be charging two fifty an hour. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, former lawmaker Pam Corkery, co-owner of Pammy's, said she was deluged with expressions of interest after announcing her plans, with seven hundred men flagging her their interest on Facebook alone. Damn. 
Yeah, now I, I doubt you're gonna find 700 million that can have sex eight hours a day. No. You you think people that like male prostitutes complain about their work like we do? Like, no. oh man, the day was so hard. It was a terrible day at work. My coworkers are talking too much. See, I got headphones on. Huh. Uh, with no. With Pemmy scheduled to open early next year, advertisers will run Saturday calling for men to work in the world's first legal bordello, including bathhouses, uh, bathhouse and bars, exclusively for female clients. So, I mean, you would have a lot of dudes basically trying to go out for this because it's like, hey, I'm not going to have to worry about men coming in. True. You know, because that's probably the, the male's prostitutes. At least the heterosexual male prostitutes worst nightmare. That's true. It's like, oh, I gotta suck another dick. Damn. Ah! Don't they know I'm straight? Um, ah. An all-female celebrity panel with will fill shortlisted candidates to fill the position. And the men will be trained by a sex therapist. Most men don't upskill. I don't know what that word means. It must be a New Zealand thing. They tend to stick to the same old techniques. There are exercises for boys with performance issues. Well, why would you have a prostitute there if you have performance issues? I guess they guess they say don't improve. Yeah, I guess it's constantly keep them working. Yeah. So you lick the pussy this way, okay? Now we're going to try licking left to right. And one and two and three and four. Slow down! <laughs> Too fast! The successful applicants will work the bar... On the floor, dance floor and the Auckland's brothel, 14 private rooms named after famous queens and princesses such as Helen of Troy. So I'm sure they're going to have the Cleopatra room and, you know, Queen Elizabeth room. I don't know, man. Seems weird, but, uh, you know, more power to him. My man Haley Barber whitewashes history. Ooh, that's the name of his top, uh, title of his article. Uh, who'd have figured the first major blow to Haley Barber's 2012 White House hopes will be delivered by the Weekly Standard? Bill Crystal's magazine is out today with the profile of the Mississippi governor written by Andrew Ferguson in which Barber downplays the upheaval of the civil rights movement and characterizes the notorious white citizens council of the 1950s and 1960s as a force for good. Asked about coming of age in Yazoo City, Mississippi during the Civil Rights Revolution, Barbara, who was 16 when three civil rights workers were murdered in the state in the summer of 1964, tells Ferguson, I just don't remember it as being that bad. He goes on to talk of the standing of standing at the periphery where Martin Luther King Jr. spoke in his hometown, but not really paying attention to what was said because he was too busy looking at girls. And to salute the Aww. Citizens Council for supposedly... Ensuring the peaceful integration of Yazoo City Schools, something that was achieved 15 years after Brown versus the Board of Education. Barbara tells Ferguson, you heard of the Citizens Council? Up north, they think it's like the KKK. Where I come from, it was an organization of town leaders in Yazoo City. They passed on resolution that said anybody who started a chapter of the Klan would get their ass run out of town. If you had a job, you'd lose it. If you had a store, they'd see nobody shop there. We didn't have a problem with the Klan in Yazoo City. Uh, wow! But it wasn't, and it isn't, just Northerners who saw a connection with the city councils and the Klan. Here's how the Arkansas Democrat uh, Gazette could explain the history of the councils in 1996. 
The Delta was home to the Citizens Council, a name familiar to Southerners who lived there throughout the turbulent 1950s and 60s. The first Citizens Council was organized by ardent segregationists at the Indianola uh, at Indianola during the summer of 1954. By the next year, there were 60,000 members of, in Mississippi. Damn, that's a lot of people. The council claimed to oppose violence, but their goal was to prevent black inroads during those nascent days of the civil rights movement and to protect what members characterized as a southern way of life. In Mississippi, the state's most powerful farmers, bankers, and businessmen were members. It was a coterie? Coterie? I don't know how you pronounce that. That could apply frightful pressures to of dissenters, whether white or black, in the enclosed, isolated Mississippi society, Neil Pierce wrote in 1974. So basically they're saying, look, this shit you worship was mad racist. And, and he's like, but I was 16. I don't remember how racist it was. I was looking at asses. What you talking about? <laughs> I was checking out ass. You yes. sitting over here talking about racism and yeah, shit. I ain't care about them niggas. I was trying to get me some. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyway, this dude wants to be president. Uh, keep voting Republican to prove a point. <laughs> like I always laugh when uh, these black uh, people be like, "Don't vote Republican." Why you keep throwing your vote away to the Democrats? Why do you keep throwing your vote away to the dude that doesn't think the KKK was that bad? Why? Why? Anyway, arresting. Okay, all they was doing was hanging them. Racing. R a c i n e. I think that's how you pronounce it. Racing. Teen accused of cutting girls and drinking their blood. Oh, what is this, Vampire Diaries? A racing teenager is accused of sex crimes and physical abuse after his girlfriend said he claimed to be a vampire. The girl told police that he, she had a sexual relationship with the 17-year-old Matthew Lovering starting when she was 15. Now, the question is, was he 17 when she was 15? Because that, that's really important, I think. I think so, too. Uh, according, but even still, it's a two-year difference. I don't know if that's statutory in most states. I don't know. According to a criminal complaint, she told investigators Lavring had several girlfriends and bragged about cutting them with razor blades and drinking their blood. When Lavring was arrested at Horlick Hostel, officers said he had a knife. Uh, Lorraine was charged with four felonies and four misdemeanors, including physical abuse, having sex with a minor, and possession of a weapon on school property. Uh, Lorraine is being held on bond in Racine County Jail. He is scheduled to make his first court appearance next week. Um, I wonder if he was just trying to run some of that Twilight game. Uh, you see how many of these little young teenagers standing in line? He's like, yeah, baby, I'm a vampire too. I, I drink blood, you know, whatever. It's no big deal. My skin is made of diamonds. I just want some pussy too. Ha! Alright, so. Vodka swigging father jailed for groping six young girls while on a school bus trip with his son to the zoo. Ah, daddy was getting it in, wasn't it? Mm hmm. I know R. Kelly was uh, going to the zoo. I know, and I know you can have vodka. Mm hmm. A married father has been found guilty of drunkenly groping six pre teenage girls. So that means 12, 11, younger. Wow. While on his school son's class trip to the zoo, Thomas Manzano, 35, was caught licking the face of a pupil while on... Oh. Um, I just want to lick your face. Come here, girl. Come here. How do you? Let me lick you your face. illegal? <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Mm, you taste so good. Yes. Come and get this old man penis, girl. He was caught. See, you think you have problems. No, my problems are good then. Was caught licking the face of a pupil while on a coach traveling to Times Square and Central Park in New York. 
He then groped five other girls, all aged 10 and 11, while swigging from a water bottle containing vodka. You're so pretty, you should date my son so I can see you, he told Roy. Uh, see, he messed with the girls. He's not quite old enough to cook grits. So, so you know, know, what's crazy, you. too, is like, um, hey, man, uh, the alcohol is not a good excuse here. Like, no, even, it's not. There's a lot of dudes who get drunk and don't go, now let's go hop down to the preschool and see what's going on. Ha! Like, the, what, the pedophile came out of you after your couple swigs? Yes. Let me shake this cradle. Wake up, girl. Wake up. <laughs> when asked to stop by a teacher from Stanford's Steel Metal Elementary School, Manzano grew increasingly angry at police were called. He spat at officers during his arrest and was eventually taken to Bellevue Hospital for psychiatric evaluation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, therefore, we know he's white. How you gonna take him to... The psychiatric evaluation and not the fucking prison. What? For rubbing on little girls. Straight to jail, motherfucker. He ain't nothing wrong with you. No, <laughs> you been acting crazy. normal. Yeah, you been acting. He's a lawyer by day, you know. Like, dude, you been have, acting normal ha, for 35 ha, years. Ha, a lawyer by day, pedophile. Check his nice. hard drive. Uh, yesterday, he appeared at Manhattan Supreme Court to be sentenced to six months in prison after admitting to a count of attempted sex abuse. He had faced up to seven years in jail. Uh, Manzano's behavior had become increasingly apparent as he chaperoned the bus tour on Manhattan and uh, in uh, Manhattan on June second. Assistant District Attorney Lawrence Newman said he touched the cheeks, backsides, and inner thighs of his victims, tickling their private parts. Damn, he was going in. What? Literally. Manzano from <laughs> Stanford, Connecticut, blamed the groping attacks on his drinking, of course, which had become increasingly worse, he insisted, after he lost his job. Sure, buddy. Sure. Yeah. And what do you blame the pictures of little kids on your hard drive? Is that also the job? Nah, I think so, too. He had a document supervisor at a law firm. He had been a document supervisor at a law firm. See, he was wow, he a was a lawyer. By day, that's right. Pedophile by night, like I said. <laughs> but he was he's just part-time pedophile. But he was laid off during the economic downturn and worked as a snowboard instructor this winter to make ends meet. He was not his usual self. He was drinking when he was drinking alcohol, said his lawyer. Uh, you notice that his wife is not in here at all? Mm-hmm. Oh. I divorced. Yeah. The alcohol definitely brought on activity. Uh, he's relieved that it's finally over. Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Gregory Carroll said the defendant admits this is all this all came about basically because of his alcohol problem. Uh, Mr. Carroll registered registered Manzano as a level one sex offender and ordered him to sign up for sex offender alcoholism programs. Having already served six months in jail, he will be on probation probation for a further ten years. I don't know, man. Dudes like that seem like they need to be locked up forever. Wow. Yeah. Uh, here's an article on Marl Santas. It's hard out there for a Marl Santa. Wow. I say it's hard out there for a Santa. Yes, it is. Getting paid to dress up as cheery, chubby Santa Claus may seem like a cushy seasonal job, but the truth is, it's hard out there for a Santa, especially a Marl Santa. I believe that. Them badass children. Just ask professional. Yeah, is this surprising anybody? Like, these are the same kids that need to be tased, right? Yes, yes. These are the same kids that sit on his lap and pee. Yes. Right. Just ask professional Santa Claus Tom Carmody, a former high school teacher who has been clausing for the past eight years, four of which have... what is this, hooking? I'm confused. 
I've been closeted, man. Get out there on the mean streets. Yes. And get my motherfucking Santa money. Elves get the cracking. <laughs> Four of which were spent at malls around the U.S. Carmody told AOL News that he that being a professional mall Santa is a tougher job than most people realize. Turns out, only the strong survive. You have to be partially deaf to deal with the constant noise around you. Uh, that and extreme patience and an ability to stay in character at all times, even when your shift is over. Yeah, I could imagine. This shift is over. The kids see him, and if I tug on top until they get out their uniform. Shit. Once my shift is over, I'll be fucking the little kids up. Ah! Like, Santa needs a drink. Why don't you have your mama come sit on my lap? Let me see them titties, little boy. Yes. You, know, you want your gift, don't you? You know, come over here. You know your mama's a ho, ho, ho. Carmody, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's played Jolly Old St. Nick at malls in Washington, D.C., Cincinnati, and Chicago. So, I hope, well, all the places where the black people are. Said the typical steady mall gig consists of 10-hour shifts up to seven days a week for roughly two months between early November and Christmas Eve. Good God, it's a long shift. Wow, that, how's that? Uh, they have them in early November now? Yeah, right after Thanksgiving. That's when everybody start cracking out. That's late November. Oh, early November. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They start putting them out before Christmas now. Because after uh, Halloween, everybody pulls out. Everybody goes straight to Christmas now. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But for naturally bearded Santa Claus like himself, the road continues even after clocking out. Well, see, that's your fucking fault. You ain't got to be naturally bearded, motherfucker. It, any, everybody else just pulls off the little fake beard. And goes and gets a drink at the bar. Your dumb ass sitting in there with your Santa hat on. And wondering why people still harassing you. Your fault. Nigga, cut your fucking beard off. Um, it's much harder for us to blend in because we look like Santa with or without the costume. It becomes a real challenge when you're eating at a restaurant after your shift and you realize your every move is being observed by kids around you. You have to behave. Man, go to a bar. Stop going places with little kids. That nigga eating at Chuck E. Cheese. He loves attention. He's like those women that wear tight ass clothes and then be like, and men be just looking at me all the time. Like, yes. girl, you got on a fucking mini skirt. <laughs> Nobody works out of the gym in a mini skirt. Of no. course, the old man gonna stop boxing. Yes, <laughs> yes, he is. I heard a little boy say to his mom, I didn't know Santa drank beer. And I immediately knew I made a mistake. Beer is a major no no for Santa, so it's smoking since it turns your beard yellow. Huh? Don't like give a fuck. What? How is beer a major no-no? Does any Santa Claus is old, fat, and white? We assume he loved beer. Yes, I have always assumed it. Yes, it's not like he was drinking Hennessy or some shit. Another challenge for a mall Santa is the big red suit, which can get very hot under those bright lights and photo cameras. Uh, Kamadi said the trick during the mall Santa days is to wear a cooling vest underneath his coat and a special vest filled with ice packs to keep himself from overheating. Then, of course, there's a number of unexpected things that can happen on a job, including bratty kids throwing objects at Santa. I've had worse things happen to me at McDonald's. Seriously, Kamadi ah. said he was once hit in the head with a strawberry. What? That's it? Ah. Well, some naughty child flung from a few stories above in an attempt to be uh, funny. Santa was not amused. He also admitted that he's been puked on by just a little by babies on the job, but he's never been farted on or peed on by kids, so that's a plus. Uh, People always ask if the kid has ever peed on my lap, but that's never happened to me, he said, with a jolly laugh. Really, it's not that bad. Being a mall Santa was never intolerable, just exhausting. I did get older kids tugging on my beard and questioning my validity, though. 
You know, isn't that the time to stop bringing your kid to see Santa? When they stop believing? That's right. Timmy, let's go see Santa. Ah, right, this nigga ain't Santa. You gonna go see him, motherfucker. And you can watch the Christmas story when you get home. Or I will stab your eyes out, little boy. I know, I promise your grandma a Santa picture. Seriously, enough. No. Tell him that it ain't real and then just go take a picture with this creepy old white man. Sit on his lap. That's true. Um, They were the hardest to please, but I just talked to them about the spirit of giving. So, he's got a little atheist on his lap and he says they're trying to get him to believe again. Oh, I didn't that's in middle school. That's too old. What's your shit about that? Was that 13, mm-hmm. 12, 13? Yeah, it's time to give it up. Kamani has also had to deal with endless crying children, particularly those between the ages of 10 months and 3 years old, who tend to freak out the moment they're on Santa's lap. I don't make them cry. It's the separation anxiety from their parents. One minute they're with mom and the next they're on some stranger's lap. So, of course, they're going to cry. That's exactly how... Uh, Actually, that's a lot. That's really how a lot of the prostitutes I deal with. Uh, that's a lot of times why they uh, cry. Yep. Uh, that's exactly how parents wind up with those typical crying shots that their kids are said to. You know, the ones where they dug up every Christmas to embarrass you in front of everyone. Um, so I'm not reading the rest of this shit, but damn, dog. Like, we in the Santa don't sound that hard, but I mean, it just seems like, why are you putting your kids through all this shit? Say that again. And your kid don't even fuck want to see Santa. Police. Man kills bride, best man, and self at weddings. A bridegroom, wow. a bridegroom fatally shot his new wife, his best man, and then himself after announcing to horrified guests that he had a surprise for them. Uh-oh. Witnesses, yeah, it's a shotgun wedding. Witnesses reported that 29-year-old Rogero de Messina, a sales representative at Camaragibi, so this is not in America, outside of northeastern Brazilian city Recife. Uh, did not give any previous indication that anything was wrong with his wedding reception. You know, that's why I say you gotta really know who you're marrying. You know? You better. Uh, like, I guarantee this dude owned a samurai sword. I took ninja classes. Brito would not speculate on a possible motive, saying family members were in shock that he had not interviewed them yet. Uh... Brito did say the killings are believed to be premeditated because of the broom's announcement and because he had hidden the gun in his father's pickup truck. 25-year-old Renetta Alexandre Costa Coelho uh, and best man Marcelo Guimarães were both killed in Saturday's murder-suicide. A brother of the bride was treated at a hospital and released. Website Globo.com quoted a sister of the bride who left before the shooting and saying she didn't believe it was a crime of passion. My sister was a wonderful person who loved and wanted to be loved. Uh, he was happy. She was happy. The party was beautiful. His his family adore her and doesn't understand this. He revealed himself as a psychopath who fooled the entire family and killed his best friend, who was the best man. So you think maybe she was cheating with the best man or something? Something happened. Something cracked off. Cause I mean, two of them, two of them dead. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's um, more to that story than me. Yeah, I don't care what nobody says. That's that, yeah. Yeah, that, that is Both not... Both of them dead, it's somebody that want somebody to talk. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. And that is, I, it just seems weird because, I mean, you know, people get married all the time and stuff, but I, you, you just don't expect to show up for a wedding and people get shot. I mean, do you, what's the etiquette there? Do I get my gift back? You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I, would I be the asshole if I was like, little y'all ain't gonna use them plates? You know what I'm uh, saying? Oh, no, that's right. Them plates were too expensive. Me and my kids get off of them. No. Yeah. A uh, man punched skier on Beaver Creek. Police have charged a man with child abuse 
for allegedly punching a 14-year-old girl in the face Friday on Beaver Creek Mountain, Eagle County Sheriff Officer Mike McWilliams said in a statement. This is not a good day to be a teenage girl on this podcast. Uh, I declare that you're getting groped on and punched in the you face. You get tased, groped on, and you got dudes, underage vampires biting on you uh, and shit. Oh, it's a hard day for these girls. Uh, 14-year-old girl from Mexico had been skiing on a beginner run, which Beaver Creek officials have identified as Haymaker Trail. Um... When a ski with a ski school class, she swerved to avoid a skier who had fallen in front of her. The statement said the girl bumped into a four-year-old boy who had been skiing with his father on the same run. McWilliams said the boy and girl fell. The statement said the father of the four-year-old boy said he thought his son had been seriously hurt and that the girl had been skiing carelessly. Police said the man jumped on top of the girl, hit her in the face with his fist. Damn! McWilliams said in the statement, the skiing instructor intervened to stop the father from further assaulting the girl. Uh, the father then realized his son was not injured and apologized for his inappropriate behavior. I would sue his draws off of him. And how do you apologize for that? How do you jump on? How? Put like this. I could see if she viciously went at his child, but right. that doesn't even call for your reaction to be like this as an adult in the situation. But my thing is that she ran over your kid. You need to find out what happened. Nigga didn't ask no questions. He oh, you, you jump on my kid? Take this, bitch. Poof. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because like, like you were so concerned about your kid that you punched the, the other the girl in the face. Yes. How about you check on your son? And then the son wasn't even hurt? Like, how, what kind of check did he do? I don't know. And you know what? She should have had the right to kick him in the dick. I don't care what nobody said. You punch my baby in the face <laughs> under some shit like that. She should be allowed yes. to kick you in the balls. I agree. You I'm have a sorry. lot less. You have a lot less problems. You have dick kicks for violations like this. Yeah. And I guarantee when he punched, he was calling all kinds of Mexicans and stuff. You know, because them skiers, man, they got a lot of money, man. They be voting Republican. Wow. So you know, he probably was like, "Get out of my country! You took my job, bitch, and you hurt my son." <laughs> I know. You ain't got no visa card. You probably want universal health care. The girl went to a medical clinic where she was treated for minor injuries. Several calls to Decatur, Georgia phone number listed with the white pages for filler were not answered. Police did not provide additional contact information for filler because they had not yet released the full incident report. District Attorney Mike Herbert said the conviction could result in up to two years of county jail. Um, In the statement, the Beaver Creek Resort official said bail reports resorts places the highest value on the safeties of of its guests and its employees. Guests should have every reason not to expect this type of behavior. Oh, you don't think. Ready though? You really shouldn't expect your 14 year old daughter to get punched in the fucking face by a grown man. No, he was drinking that vodka too. Ha! Did he grow up first? He's like, you should marry my son. Let me lick your face. I know. The highest value of the safety of its guests and its employees. Uh, guests have every reason to, uh, not to expect this type of behavior. Val Resorts has a zero tolerance policy for aggressive behavior of any of, of our resorts. In this instance, the man's scheme privileges have been revoked indefinitely. They should be. <laughs> and all, not one, but all six of Val Resorts mountains. <laughs> They were not playing with this motherfucker. No. In addition, the man has been. In the in addition, the man has been banned. So not only can he not ski, he can't even show up at Vail Resort properties indefinitely. Uh, well, you can't be punching little kids in the face. I don't blame him. You ban his ass for life too. All right, last story. A Massachusetts woman has been sentenced to more than four years in prison after admitting that she and her husband intentionally ate glass particles and then submitted false insurance claims. 
Mary Ivano was also ordered Tuesday to pay more than $340,000 in restitution. In September, she pleaded guilty to a 23-count federal indictment charge, uh, charging her with fraud, conspiracy, and other offenses. Federal prosecutors say... From 1997 to 2005, the company collected more than $200,000 in compensation after filing insurance claims that they had, eat, they had been injured by restaurants, hotels, and grocery stores that had served them food containing glass particles. So they did this more than once. Ivano's husband, Robert, Ronald Ivano, pleaded guilty in 2007. He is currently serving five years in prison. The company incurred more than $100,000 in medical bills which remain unpaid. So, you know, what's amazing about this, and a surprise, surprise, they didn't pay their medical bills, right? Of course. You know, I'm sure that my health insurance is going up because of this shit. You, you know. know it is. But hey, let's not get Obama to work on that. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. What? No. Um, but, um, anyway, it, it, what's really funny about this is that they probably could have got away with it because they had already gotten $200,000 from this scheme, but they just kept doing it to other restaurants. Mm -hmm. Like, why didn't y'all just stop with one or two or whatever? Like, why did they have to go, you know what? Let's get a billion dollars off of this shit. That, uh, and, and then they wonder when people have legitimate lawsuits or something really happened to them, people have to jump through a thousand hoops to get any type of dime, any t dollar because y'all. Right, and they really did swallow the glass. So it's like... They really went through all the pain, all the medical expenses, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, because a lot of people, who, who the hell swallowed glasses and called that a day, you know, a day at the job? Yeah, oh. like you really did this shit. Like, I can see if they came up with a way to lie about it, but no, you swallowed glass. Nigga, I'm about to pass out. If I barely think I'm going to bite my tongue and you swallowing glass, I'm like, oh, 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 got dizzy, got dizzy. Yeah, oh. that's crazy, man. Well, anyway, it's been another episode of Blackout Test Podcast. Yes, it has. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'll say that again. That is in D-A-T. Visit the blog. Look on the right-hand side. Make sure you donate to the podcast like so many other people are doing. Do your part. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, and we thank you for everybody that has donated. We thank you for future donations. And we even thank you for those that are considering donating. We yeah. thank you very, very much. Yeah, please donate, man. And let me give some shout-out to some people that did donate. I forgot to do this last week. Um, we got a donate from LaShonda. Thank who you. Who always writes the show. She always responds on Facebook. Yes. Thank you so much for the donation. Thank we really appreciate you. it. Yes. Uh, we got another donation uh, from Margaret. The one who called and was talking about the frying the fish and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, we got that. And we really appreciate it. Thank we you so do. much. And uh, Titus donated to the podcast. Thank you. We appreciate it, Titus. You know what I'm saying? You always look out. Uh, and we just, man, thank you, all you guys, man. For real, sincerely, from the bottom of our heart. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, I don't know if we'll be... Uh, Doing another show before the first of the year or not. Uh, hopefully we do one Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. We'll see. But no matter what, man, really, thank you guys. You guys really do make this possible. You make it fun. Yes, you, you know, do. You guys make me want to wake up and do this shit. And I think about this show all the time. Um, and, you know, you you helped our, you, you guys help our marriage. You help our relationship with each other. Uh, sitting around talking about the show. Talking yes. about you guys. And, and how to improve the show and things like that. And for those of you are donating, just know, guys, it's no donation too large or too small. We, we'll, we'll take anything. Yeah. yeah, we'll even take a million dollars if you got it. You know yes. what I'm saying? No, we, I mean, we'll we take 
ain't picky, you know. No, I know some people are like, would you take a million dollars? I don't know. Yes, yes we would. The answer is yes. Down to that, you do a million dollars, we would quit the job and do and, and like those people that want like five days a week, you would get a Monday through Friday. Shit, you, <laughs> yeah. you might get every day of the week. <laughs> oh, We'd be on shit. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so make sure you guys um, do that and. Um, you know, like I said, thanks guys so much. Um, go join the Facebook group. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Call the show 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail. Um, and, uh, you know, until next time, love you. You too, baby. Mwah.